You are listening to the Lima Baptist Temple podcast, where you can hear the latest messages and other conversations as we strive to go serve and love in our communities. If you want to know more about us, visit us online at limabaptisttemple.org. If you've enjoyed our podcast, be sure to subscribe and check us out on YouTube. I want to propose a revolutionary thought to you this morning. You ready for it? Sunday was meant to be the best day of your week. You get that? Not Saturday. Next Saturday, there's a football game somewhere. Uh, this place they call the shoot. Ever heard of it? Now, you know the excitement there, right? And being an Alabama fan, you know the excitement that I have. But guys, listen to me. As much as we love our sports team, Saturdays were not meant to be the best day of our week. Every day is the Lord's day, but especially Sunday. Many of us grew up in situations where Sunday was boring, where Sunday was the rat race. Some of us grew up in homes where Sundays were just another day. Others grew up in homes where Sundays was a disappointment because it was supposed to be a family day or a day off. But nothing ever happened because the family never did anything together. Or the wrong thing happened. Like you had to do yard work with your dad or chores with mom all day. For some of us, Sundays were awkward days because they were the day we had to go stay with our non-custodial parent whom we didn't know very well. Others of us grew up in homes where Sunday was full of conflict because church was mandatory, but no one was ready to leave on time. Amen? So the whole family competed for the bathroom, bumped into each other, scrambling for breakfast in the kitchen, wolfed down their food, bolted for the door, and argued with each other all the way to church where you were miraculously healed when you pulled into the parking lot. Y'all know that, don't you? You've heard me say many times, my girl's in the back seat, and I'm just trying to slap them, and then pull up, get out of church. Well, hello, Pastor Al. How you doing? It's a wonderful day. Lied like everything. You know, like everything was just going so well. Well, I have good news for you today. Sundays were never meant to be that way. God made Sundays just for you. Mark 27, 227 says this. And he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Today we live in a world where the pace of life is killing us. And I want to suggest to you today that Sunday is a solution to that. It feels like we always have too much to do. Well, God said that Sunday is the antidote for that. It seems like we always feel pressured. Well, God made Sundays like that where we'd kind of have some relief. You see, we rarely have time for the really important things. Well, God thinks Sundays can take care of that. There's never enough time for family or the people we love 
or the rest that we need. But God designed Sundays for that. With so much going on in our world, it's easy to lose sight of what really matters. God created Sundays as the cure for that. If you have your Bibles open to a very short psalm, Psalm chapter 122. Okay? As you know, Psalms is in the middle of the Bible, and actually chapter 118 is the exact middle of the Bible. And so if you'll just put your finger there, go over a couple pages, you'll be able to find Psalm 122. One time somebody, believe it or not, invited King David, who wrote this psalm, to attend church with them. And David's response is recorded here in Psalm 122. Now listen to this. In verse 1, it says, I was glad when they said to me, say it with me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Can I ask you a question this morning? How happy were you when someone in your house said, let's go to the house of the Lord today? Whether you're a child, whether you're an adult, it doesn't matter. But how excited were you to get to church this morning? Look, does that sound like a guy who was turned off by church? You see, David got excited when he was invited to church. Why? Why was David fired up about the thing that so many people are turned off by today? I mean, David can't wait to get there. What does he know that you and I don't know about church? Well, we're going to walk through this little sum so we can find out. David says, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. He's happy about going to church. Wouldn't you say? I mean, look at it. Look at verse 2. Our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem, built as a city that is bound firmly together. He's describing his physical situation. He's inside the city of Jerusalem. He's got a densely packed population. And there's a crowd gathering. Look at verse 4. To which the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, as was decreed for Israel, to give thanks to the name of the Lord. He's describing what the people are doing. They're going up to worship God. And there's lots of them. There's lots. I mean, tribes of them. In fact, they're going to give God glory according to the statue given to Israel. In other words, because God told them he'd like them to come. Verse 5, their thrones for judgment were set, the thrones of the house of David. So he's describing the physical environment again. There's some big furniture there. And by the end of verse 5, David is through describing what he's seeing. In verse 6, he turns to what he's thinking about. He says this, Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they be secure who love you. Now, why does he want that? Because he cares for the people he's worshiping with. Look at verse 7. Peace be within your walls and security within your towers. For my brothers and companions' sake, I will say, Peace be within you. God, I want you to keep my people safe. 
I want you to bring them peace whenever we get together and even when we're not together. I want this for my family. I want this for my friends. He closes by saying in verse 9, For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. And God, I want this for you and for me. In fact, I'm going to do something to make this happen. I am going to seek your prosperity. Why? Because I love your place, I love your people, and I love you. Let's unpack for a minute in this little psalm. David gives six great reasons to go to church. So why David like going to church? First, in verse 4, I think he wanted to go to church because he liked being with God's people. He really did. I mean, that's what I love when I see on Sunday mornings. I mean, some of you actually like other people. It's good to see that. That's why David said, man, that's where my tribe goes, you know. You need to understand, y'all are my people. Second, also in verse 4, I think he wanted to honor God. I want to go to church to praise the name of the Lord. And third, he says, he wanted to go to church because he wanted to do what God asked him to do. Also, verse 4, I want to go to church because the statues given to Israel told us to do that. Fourth, in verse 6, he wanted there to be peace and security in the house because he wanted peace for those who love God. He just wants good things for God's people. I mean, you can relate to that, can't you? Everybody wants peace for those they love. Fifth, in verse 8, he admitted that he wanted peace because God's people were his family and friends. For the sake of my family and friends, he says in 6, verse, in six, in verse 9, he made a decision. He committed himself to the prosperity of the house of God. Right there in verse 9. Now, that's not a bad list, is it? Well, I want to tell you why I want there to be people in church and in pro and prosperity in the house of God. And I want Sunday to become the best day of the week for every one of you. Why? And why do I want every one of you to experience great Sundays every week? If you will remember, once upon a time in our country, everything stopped on Sundays. Any of y'all remember that? Been a long time, hadn't it? You understand that people went to church and worshiped God and ate together and hung out together, rested and recreated together in the afternoon. Sunday wasn't an extra day to get things done or a bonus day to put our kids in high-impact activities so they could get ahead. Sunday was a day of rest and worship. I think people had a greater sense of peace and hope in those days. I mean, don't you? 
I think their pace of life all week wasn't as frantic as ours because they slowed their pace of life one day a week and rested and refueled and refocused on what really mattered. Now just imagine a graph in your mind. The vertical line represents happiness and prosperity, okay? The horizontal line represents years on a calendar. Now plot the percentage of our nation's church attendance year by year. Now if you do that in your mind, you'll notice it's been going down for the last few decades. Now plot the percentage of societal happiness and prosperity over that same length of time. What you find is two lines that run parallel because the two are directly related. The higher the church attendance, the higher the happiness quotient. Why is that? It's because there's something you can't see, touch, taste, or smell about church attendance that makes it the most powerful investment of your week. Something about being in church makes us better and qualifies us for special blessings and provisions from God. Once upon a time, Sunday was the best day of the week for almost everybody. And life was far better for almost everybody. Now I want that again for our country and for us. Way back at the beginning of time, the Bible says that God created the heavens and the earth. After it was done, after he made the sun and the moon and the land and the plants and the animals, in Genesis chapter 2, beginning in verse 2, it says, And on the Sabbath day, God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day and made it holy, because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. God rested. Do you think he rested because he was tired? God doesn't get tired. The reason God rested on the seventh day was because he knew that we would need to rest every seventh day and he wanted us to see how important that was so he set the example for us. God would never ask us to do anything that he has not already done or would do. When God gave the Ten Commandments to Moses, his fourth commandment was what? Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. His exact words are in Exodus chapter 20 and verses 8 through 11. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and all, do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall do, not do any work, <clears throat> neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. Y'all beginning to get the picture here? For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the seventh day and made it holy. 
Now let me give you seven reasons why I want to invest in a Sabbath every week. So here are some reasons to invest in a weekly Sabbath. First, I need it. I need it. Verse 2 of Genesis 2 says that. And I know God, I mean, God knows I need it. That's why he rested. And that's why he gave this commandment. God doesn't want to flatten your fun or lessen your life by taking away a day. Listen, he wants to increase your joy and improve your life by giving you a day to refresh, refuel, and refocus with him because he knows you need it. The second reason we want to invest in a weekly Sabbath is because God asked me to. God asked me to. The fourth commandment says to keep the Sabbath holy. Now, I'll explain what that means for you next week. Third, I want to invest in a Sabbath because why? God blessed the Sabbath. God blessed the Sabbath for reasons only he fully understands. God says that he blessed the Sabbath. It's a special day. Now, hear me. It's a special day, not an extra day. When we cooperate with God, what, what, what he blesses, guess what? We get blessed. I mean, we, we obey his word. We get blessed. Fourth, my life goes better when I Sabbath. My life goes better when I Sabbath. So many of us think that if we can get ahead faster, if we are productive seven days a week, but that's not how God made the universe. The most prosperous fast food chain in the world is what? Chick-fil-A. No one makes as much money per location as Chick-fil-A. And Chick-fil-A is closed on Monday, Tuesday. No, it's not. It's closed on Sundays. Amen? The only thing bad about it, we've gotten so spoiled in America that when I'm on vacation, like this past week, and I'm traveling back on a Sunday... I say, Lori, you know we don't have a Chick-fil-A in Lima, and I want to stop at Chick-fil-A. And then I'll see a sign that says, closed. Isn't that a shame? No, it's not. But you know, that's the way we've gotten in America. Chick-fil-A is closed on Sunday because the owners of Chick-fil-A know that if they honor the Sabbath, God will honor their business. And they've never had a down year lost revenue ever since they started that business. So they make more money in six days a week than McDonald's, Subway, Burger King, Taco Bell doing seven. Now here's some statistics that are interesting. Secular sociologists have studied the benefits of church attendance. Follow this for just a minute, okay? What they found is that those who attend church regularly live seven and a half years longer than those who don't. Huh? And yet some people say they don't have time for church. Second, are that people who, again, come to church are 56% more likely to have an optimistic life outlook than those who don't. That's really true. Three, they're 27% less likely 
to be depressed. Four, are 35% less likely to get divorced. Five, have higher average levels of commitment to partners, higher levels of, mat- of marital satisfaction, less thinking and talking about divorce, and lower levels of negative interaction. And number six, achieve higher grades and practice better time management. The studies are pretty clear. Life goes better for those who go to church regularly. The fifth reason we want to take a Sabbath every Sunday is because my Mondays go better when I Sabbath. We'll talk about that next week. Does anyone here dread Mondays? Let's be honest. We get out of bed saying, man, rats, I have to go back to work today. We're exhausted and unmotivated because we use all of our energy Sunday instead of receiving new energy from Sunday. So during this series, I want to teach two things from God's perspective. Number one is how to have a great week. And number two is how to have a great life. Next week's message is called, Good Sundays Make Better Mondays. Now what we're going to learn is that if your Sunday is lived the way it was intended, your Monday will go as it was intended to. Okay, the sixth reason I want to take a weekly Sabbath is because my family does better when we Sabbath. It really is true that the family that rests together does best together. A family that attends church learns skills from the Bible about how to do relationships better and how to do life better. Great families become great by building great memories together. So if you develop the habit of going to church together, your children or your parents will build a repository of enriched memories that will last a lifetime. My family is a far better family because of church. The seventh reason for Sabbathing is because my eternity will go better if I Sabbath. Now understand, God promises to bless me if I bless Him. And I bless Him when I show up at church. I have a friend who once told me that he hated Sundays. This is what he said. One day I heard God whisper to me, I love Sundays because that's the day when my children sing to me. You know what? It blesses my heart more than anything when these kids are in here and they stay for most all the music until the last song. And some of these songs and certain people and kids are louder than others. But these words, and especially there's this one individual one day down there when we were singing, singing Waymaker, Miracle Worker. Y'all remember that? Waymaker, Miracle Worker. And man, I was over here and I'm looking over there. Oh, I'm not worried about what everybody's thinking here because some of you were doing something. You were looking over there. 
Let me tell you something. I love it. And do you know God loves it more than you and I could ever love it? But here's, this is what breaks my heart. Because there are some in here that look over and go, what are they so excited about? They're off key. They're off tune. Listen to me. But some of the adults need to be doing with these children. But see, we've forgotten what it felt like to be lost. We forgot. We have gotten over being saved sometimes. Remember me saying stuff like that? It's true. We need to understand that there should be joy in the house of the Lord. And when the next time we sing that song, you need to sing it with joy in your heart. Can you imagine what that will feel like one day in heaven? You see, you create a planet for people and you do things for people all week long. And then they spend a morning, a week, recognizing you and thanking you for what you've done. That would feel great, wouldn't it? Friends, God loves Sundays. And he wants you to love them too. Psalm chapter 100 verse 4 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with what? Praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. Well, how can you do that? What can you do so that you look forward to church every week? Well, that's what we're going to talk about together for the next three weeks. We'll be walking through these sermons, and there's an opportunity for each of you to be part of our small group starting up next month. And I believe that if you get into a small group, then attend church every Sunday over the course of the next few weeks, your life and your family will become immeasurably better. I do. In fact, if these few weeks don't make your life better, I'll give you those weeks back, okay? <laughs> so let me give you three steps to close out here to get started on your brand new life. How to make Sunday the best day of your week. Number one, decide to let Sunday be the best day of your week. At the end of Psalm 122, David decided to commit to the prosperity of his community. For your life to improve, you have to make a decision to let it improve. Listen, you make the decision and God will make the difference. Decide to start coming to church regularly. Decide to make a commitment to it. In other words, decide to get involved. That's just like you saw in your bulletin if you haven't gotten it. Like I told you, small groups throughout the week. Wednesday night, a men's Bible study, a ladies' Bible study, our new Bible study with moms. I mean, we have our students. We have our wannas. We've had more kids to sign up earlier this time than any time we've ever have. I mean, God is doing some good things. You understand that? You need to be a part of it. Second, invest in your Sundays. Church is no different than anything else. To get something great out of it, you have to put something great into it. The Bible says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So start investing your heart here at Lima Baptist Temple. Be here these next few weeks. Lastly, take your next step, whatever that 
is. Years ago, a church sociology, sociologist named Wynn Earn did a study of satisfied church members and discovered that they have six things in common. Here they are. They attend regularly. They have a place they serve somewhere in the church. They develop at least six friendships with other members of the church. They call the church my church. They give consistently to the church. They invite others to their church. If you're new, pick number one and start coming regularly. If you're already doing that, pick one of the other actions you're not doing and start doing that. Take your next step, whatever that is. A few years ago, Craig Morgan sang a song called, That's What I Love About Sundays. Y'all remember that? He said, That's What I Love About Sunday. Sing along as the choir sways every verse of amazing grace. And then we shake the preacher's hand, go home into your blue jeans, have some chicken and some baked beans, pick a backyard football team, not Dutch not do much of anything, that's what I love about Sunday. You see, that song calls to me, friends. It really does. We should want that kind of Sunday, which leads to that kind of a great life. And what I want for you, and so does God, so say this loud with me, Sunday was meant to be the best day of my week. From now on, I'm going to let Sunday be my best day. So let me ask you as we close this morning. Did you get up this morning saying as David did? I was glad when my mom and daddy or my spouse said to me, let's get up and go to church this morning. Maybe some of you have really kind of just lost your first love this morning, as it says in the book of Revelation. Maybe some of you today, you just don't know the Lord as your personal Lord and Savior. Would you bow your heads with me? And as we get ready for invitation, this morning, if you know that maybe you just need to recommit your life and get more involved. Maybe today you need to do that. Maybe you just want to come to this altar in a few moments and pray. But can I just ask this today for those of you, to everybody in this place. Do you know in a personal way, in a relational way, do you have confidence that if you left this place today and got in your car and leaving for a restaurant or home, and you got killed in a car wreck, can you say with absolute assurance that there's no doubt where you would spend eternity? If not, the Bible says today is the day of salvation. And you need to do that today. And there will be pastors down front will help you to do that. But many of you today, whether you come, whether you stay in your seats, you need to know that you need to make plans. And make a commitment to let Sunday be the greatest day of your week. Father, this morning we thank you for your word. 
Lord, we know that it never, ever returns void. And I pray, God, now, as we give your invitation, that, Lord, those who need to know you as Lord and Savior, they would come. For those who may be looking for a church home, if this is the place that they would come and join this church. But for many others, God, who have things going on in their lives, Lord, they're still waiting for you to answer a prayer, Lord, if it's some kind of physical thing, something spiritual, whatever it may be. But others, God, maybe just to get more involved and be recommitted to you, that, God, they would do that today. We ask all this in your precious name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Lima Baptist Temple podcast. We hope you are encouraged today, and we would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer request, a topic you would like to discuss, or want to share what God is doing in your life, visit us online at limabaptisttemple.org forward slash central hub.